we're really focusing here on the 40 plus set and really empowering women in swim. Like we've talked about, swim is a really emotional undertaking and purchase for women, mainly because of the way this industry has perpetuated the ideal of what a woman should be, not who she actually is. So there's a disconnect there that we're you know, trying to disrupt and, and change. Welcome to Reinvention After 50, a Brand 50 podcast where we interview a large spectrum of entrepreneurs that have started their businesses later in life. Learn, be inspired, and get motivated by their stories so that you can take your life's experiences and turn them into your next venture. And now your hosts, Robert Erie Artboard and Stephanie O'Dell. Welcome everyone to Reinvention After 50, a Brand 50 podcast. And today we have Stephanie O'Dell interviewing Nicole Hossi of SwimSpot.com. Tell us a little bit about what SwimSpot is all about. Well, SwimSpot is a 55-year-old swimwear company. They used to have stores down, actually around the country, but they closed their stores in their online um, swim company. And I had the pleasure of working with Nicole and the company on an age inclusion um, campaign called Celebrate You, using five of our models from Celebrate the Gray. And I was so impressed with Nicole and just how authentic she is and how she wants to represent women. Uh, in the campaign, not only visually, but in the narrative. Um, she really wants to tell the story so other women can identify with those women and feel more confident in their swim. Swim is a hard thing to buy as we age. And this is not just your typical retail, online retail store. You don't just go on the website. I mean, you can and just click on a swimsuit and buy it. Nicole actually reaches out either through email or through a phone call, actually interviewing these people that want to try out different sw swimsuits and she asks positive questions such as what do you like about your body right I mean, finding a solution that fits that particular person so it's almost like a service oriented business very customer service oriented and nicole heads up the she's the cmo chief merchandising office and vp and um, has a team of swim specialists that work one-on-one -on -one if you choose to do that uh, and you know, as we age, I think customer service is super important for us to understand product and for the product to understand that company to understand who we are. And that's one of the things they're really great about is talking to the end user and finding out who, what does she need? How does she want to be represented? Um, does the product even work for her body? And so I really wanted to highlight Nicole and SwimSpot because I hope that other companies take notice and start really being authentic in their outreach to the very powerful baby boomer consumer that's undervalued and underrepresented right now. All right, sounds good. Let's uh, check out the interview. Thanks, Robert. Welcome to Brand 50 Podcast. I'm Stephanie O'Dell with Celebrate the Gray, and I'm very excited to be here with Nicole Hasse uh, of SwimSpot. And Nicole and I have had the pleasure of working together for the last couple months now, and I wanted to invite her She's an early midlifer. She's on the, the younger side of midlife. And um, Brand 50 is telling the story of people reinventing themselves. And Nicole hasn't really reinventing re reinvented herself, but more so she's reinventing for women and um, with Swim Spot. So I really wanted to have her on today and talk about the mission of Swim Spot and just her personal mission uh, uh, around it also. So welcome, Nicole. Super excited Thanks, to have you here today. And Thank just you. 
talk a little bit more, but um, first just introduce yourself. Tell us your history and your journey to get where you're at now. Sure. Well, again, thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here. Um, I've really loved working with you and what you're all about. Um, and so you know, I've been, uh, I would say, a merchant for about 25 years. Um, I started at the School of Gap under Mickey Drexler very early on. So I've been on the apparel side through the Gap. Um, I was able to shift early on there when they were focusing on their digital strategy. So I learned pretty quickly the power of digital media um, and e-commerce. Um, so I've been on the, the Gap side of the business. I've worked in the home goods industry with Williams Tonoma, um, which was such an amazing experience for me personally, because we worked with artisans who really were masters of their crafts and the power of brand and um, really being a brand that has um, a purpose at Williams Sonoma. And I kind of made a life change and, and le uh, left San Francisco and moved here to Los Angeles. Um, and I've done, yeah, I've had various roles where I worked for Lucky, Lucky Brand Jeans, and then, um, you know, kind of shifted into more of the plus sector. So as I've been thinking about inclusivity and size inclusivity, and it was at a time when, you know, there weren't really many individuals speaking to extended sizes, both petite and plus. Um, so I had an opportunity to work for a plus size brand. It's, it's They were called Torrid at the time and did a lot of great work there around understanding the consumer, their mindset, what they wanted. And, you know, I had an experience early on when I met with the team when I said, so tell me about your customer and what do, what kind of clothes do they like? You know, I would assume they are, they like the similar clothes as anyone would. And there was this whole kind of paradigm throughout the four walls that the women like to wear clothes to quote, pay the rent. And I said, I, I don't really understand what that means. And it became very obvious to me that the company was speaking down to her and not treating her like everyone else, but having her dress more provocatively or only giving her options where she could highlight her curves. And I think that's empowering, but we also were really kind of demeaning her. So the intention was to really speak to her, to learn from her, um, and then recreate the brand. So that was really initially what I was very, very passionate about is connecting to the consumer, understanding what they want and giving them what they want, which, you know, has pushed me and propelled me into different segments of, of the business. So um, I was there for about three years. I'm really proud of the work that we did in terms of speaking to that consumer. I moved to another company called ModCloth, which was a digital e-tailer founded by a husband and wife team. What I loved about what ModCloth offered is that they were all about the community and raising and celebrating the community, regardless of shape, size, or style. They applauded the idea around that fashion could be inclusive. They wanted to, to, to quote, democratize fashion and give others a voice. So, you know, you've been in fashion, you've been a stylist, Stephanie, you know what it's like. It's a very exclusive world. And so throughout my career, I've always wanted to kind of shake things up and disrupt and really speak to the individual who is not represented. Right. And nor um, and so that was really where um, you know it brought me to swim spot and connected me with you around speaking to you know the 40 to 60 plus year old woman who has the disposable income, who's so confident 
who, you know, may not know her personal style or have misconceptions, or you, like you say, the voices in her, her head about what she should or shouldn't wear and really just introduce or reintroduce her to, to swim. So that's kind of, you know, where we are. Well, I haven't gotten the chance to hear your whole story. So it's so interesting to me to hear the little pieces of the puzzle and how impactful certain um, situations were or experiences at jobs and how you've taken that and brought it to where you're at now. Mm-hmm. I think that women in midlife, and we'll jump back into swim spot in a minute, but I think it's important because you're in your 40s. Mm-hmm. But all these experiences, I think women get caught up in, well, I don't have the actual experience, but some of these life experiences that you've had really feed into who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think you clearly defined where your passion is and and where you want to represent in your job, in your career. But I know that that also is in your personal life mm-hmm. and that you can have a your personal life equal your career life. So I just applaud you for all the work you've done and where you've gotten to, got you to SwimSpot. And we've had a great experience. And I have to say SwimSpot has been so authentic in their inclusion of age representation and not just like the experience you had at the plus size brand where they didn't really know their customer. And Mm -hmm. is that something SwimSpot was doing or is that something that you're like, no, we really need to talk to our end user more? Yes. So when I, when I joined the company, it's been a little over a year, you know, the, our umbrella company is uh, Raj Manufacturing and we've been in business for over 50 years. Um, a husband and wife team created the company. We wholesale, we do, I mean, generally I, I can probably bet safely that over the last 50 years, you've worn one of our suits, whether it's under a different label, but we've seen the industry shift and pivot to e-commerce. And I think it's a really important element of a business to have a direct consumer you know, play. And so that was why I was brought in here. And and SwimSpot existed previously. There were brick and mortar stores. There was an Okay, there were, because someone asked me, oh, isn't there stores? And I'm like, I don't think so. So there are stores. There were. There were. So we had stores in the heyday about five years ago. We had stores in Hawaii. We had one here at Fashion Island, which is in Newport. It's really great property. We had one in Thousand Oaks. We had about six stores. And so throughout the kind of tenure and time we've closed. And with COVID, we ended up closing our last store. Mm. So our play right now really is direct to consumer. And of course, we're evaluating doing different meetup events or you know if we want to do pop-ups at some point. But right now, the focus is on redefining and rebuilding our core. And so throughout our 50 years, I mean, we are we have the best in swim. I mean, we know we know swim. And so I think when I came into the business, swim spot, um, you know, it was a contemporary juniors and also Missy portfolio on the site. And so my point was this, who are we for and how do we focus down and how do we maximize our voice to amplify getting women and empowering women in SWAM? And so when we looked at the research, you asked that question about, have we spoken to our consumer? How do we get there? Obviously, I am kind of a quant at heart. I looked at all the data over the last six years to see what brand she was responding to, what price point, because there was a whole perception again internally that we were a junior brand and a Missy brand. And I said, you can't be both. You just, you can't be both. You you have to pick a lane because what maybe a 20 something is thinking about versus a 40 or 50 something is thinking about 
we're, it, it's just, it's not, it's not the same. And I think that's okay. So the types of things that the consumer will be looking at in her 20s versus 50s, it's different. You know, versatility, comfort, componentry, how a style fits, um, making sure that, you know, um, you know, it, it's not fast fashion. And, and quite frankly, the social media play and voice from a marketing perspective to a 20-something versus yeah. a 40-something is very different. You know, it's been great because I have the support of the founders who are still very involved in the business, but, you know, it's an old school mentality of what swim should be. So it's been a a slow shift to showing more women, real women, talking and engaging with women. What do they want? What do they want to see? How do they want to be spoken to? Um, Which is, you know you ask the question and, you know, not a lot of brands are asking the question or they're there. And again, we've talked about this. I'm applauding what I see out there in terms of size diversity, racial diversity, but we're still missing that age diversity, or there'll be kind of a a token woman of, of age thrown into a campaign, but there's no thread through of the why. So we're really focusing here on the 40 plus set and really empowering women in swim. Like we've talked about, swim is a really emotional undertaking and purchase for women, um, mainly because of the way this industry has perpetuated the ideal of what a woman should be, not who she actually is. So there's a disconnect there that we're you know trying to disrupt and, and change. Yeah, well, I it's been amazing to, I was talking to a potential model today. And I was singing your praises and saying, you know, it's not just the face they're using. They actually want to know who each model is and how do you live your life? And because that really resonates with other women, you know, we want to identify, oh, she's doing something I've always wanted to do. And now I can do it because she's giving me permission. Mm -hmm. So this permission and possibility that we really want to see, I think everybody wants to see that they're included, that they're an important part of society and, and the makeup. And so, you know, I've said this to you many times, you can't be what you don't see. So if you don't see yourself represented, it's really hard to imagine that you belong. And I think a lot of women in their forties, their bodies change, Mm -hmm. kid transition, relationship transition, career transitions are all starting to happen. And so we start to kind of sink into our doubts in our heads. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, oh, we see somebody in swim spot that, oh, she looks like me. Oh, she, she was a mom. She's a mom and her kids have gone to college and she's reinvented herself. It's again, taking the personality of those people and letting them be who they are. And it's the authenticity of the campaign. What kind of feedback have you gotten or what's happened with the campaign so far? It's been incredible. I think having others come up and say, you know, what you guys are doing is great um, because it's authentic. Um, seeing other women, inspiring other women. Um, I can talk about, you know, even friends and family, including my mother, who are, you know, really applauding the work that we're doing. My aunts are like, oh my gosh, I, I can see myself in a swimsuit. You know, my phone has been ringing off the hook now as it relates to this kind of swim specialist element, you know, women trying to connect what suit should I wear? What, what color should I wear? I mean, I, it's actually, I think the response for me that I know is um, we're resonating is that people are actually excited to try out a swimsuit. And 
I think that's such a, a shift from like, oh, the dreaded suit, right? right. Like, oh, uh, I've planned my whole vacation, but yet, oh, do you have a suit? No, I'll just take the, I'll take the one that's been in my closet right. for 10 years, right? It's people are like, okay, I will find a suit for me because look at all these amazing women who've got different personalities and they're finding their best self in a swimsuit. And whether it's from us or others, I mean, I've always been one about empowerment. So whether it's, you know, all tides or boats rise, right? right? If, if we're all supporting this, whether it's through SwimSpot or another brand, and we're showing more real women, we have the power in numbers as it builds and builds and builds to really change the way this industry sees women in swim. And that to me is exciting. Well, I'm super excited. I know we've gotten great feedback from it. Um, and then what's the goals moving forward with this mm-hmm. type of campaign? Is this something that you want to grow and build upon? Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely in partnering with Celebrate the Gray, we're seeing the success and seeing the personalities come to life and not just by the pool, but it could be on a paddleboard or it could be gardening and just seeing how you know different suits come to life. The way we see this evolving is ultimately partnering with Celebrate the Gray continuously, uh, using more models in our campaigns and editorial campaigns. And then ultimately, I think that a referral program or even an advocacy program where women who are actual supporters who purchase swim spot suits, who believe in those suits can then you know, share that out with their own community and they could build a community and helping other women find their best themselves. And it kind of builds and scales from there. I think it's, if you can be comfortable in a swimsuit, it translates in then into your other clothes. Mm -hmm. And then that translates into transition and catalyst for change within your life. It's super powerful. Like you could talk about the power of what you're doing in such a deep level. So one of the other great elements of swim spot is the customer service, which I think older women really miss. I know I, I grew up doing customer service for a company and the, difference of setting yourself apart. So I Sims, talk a little bit about the customer service and what you deliver at SwimSpot. Sure. And we've got, I mean, customer service is 24 seven. I always think about the Nordstrom model where someone brought back a a tire and they took it. Um, (laughs) It's even the same at William Sonoma, whether you buy a $15 spatula or a $1,500, you know, all clad copper core pot set, right? Like everyone should be treated the same. Um, so we really, you know, pride ourselves on customer service. We have an amazing swim specialist team. So they're a team of five women, including myself, who have a really intimate understanding around swimsuits, the way they drape, different body types, activity levels. And we have one-on-one calls with our customers. We do it either via Zoom like this or via phone. I took a call yesterday with a woman, another woman named Nicole on Sunday. And, you know, it was an interesting discussion because you talk about the voice in your head. Mm-hmm. When I got on the phone with her, one of the things we like to kind of shift is tell me about yourself. Where are you going? What are you going to be doing in your suit? Not what are you trying to hide? What do you hate about your body? No, let's just get to know each other first, right? Let's let's get on a common level and then we can figure out how to become your trusted friend. That's the goal is talking openly about how to try a new style. So on the call with her immediately, she started going into, I don't like this. I don't like this about her body. And so I said, well, how about we just flip this? What do you like? And she was kind of like, oh, well, I like my shoulders and my legs. And, and I said, well, 
great. Those are really key elements in a suit. Let me show you some things that you may not have thought about. And so I, I, I think our goal is one to, to learn from other women because we're always wanting to try to tweak and change the assortment if we can. And also to try to inspire more confidence and helping them discover, uncover something they would have never thought about buying before. So our teams are available. Again, we do virtual appointments on the weekends and the evenings. You know, daily we have conversations. You know, we generally with our customers and and because we're smaller now, and I do still see this as a key element going forward, when customers place their orders with us, if it's over a certain amount, We engage with them right away, making sure that the order is what they expected, following up with them after. You know, I like to say we do go above and beyond. Um, We had a customer yesterday place a pretty significant order. She wanted it overnight. And I called her and I said, well, our, our fulfillment center is closed. She's like, but I leave tomorrow night for a trip. And I said, you know what? We'll drive the goods to you because oh she's in LA. <laughs> so, you know, it's just if we can and, and people remember. And to oh, your point, God, Stephanie, they remember that, yeah. Like service, service is missing. And I think in this age of digital and, and uh, instant gratification, people want things now. And so they lose that element of personalization, which I think we all crave to go back to. So I look at this as more um, treating yourself and taking stock in yourself to the the time to find something that you can really be present in. And and why not? Think of all the time we spend doing things for other people. You know, at this point in our lives, when we're in our 40s and 50s and 60s, some of us are empty nesters. I've got a senior in in high school that's leaving in a year. It's going to, you know, what are we, what are we doing and who are we? Um, Because we just spend so much time, even as women, doing so many things for others, we sometimes neglect ourselves. You know, it's like when I pack for the kids, they have all these new things for a trip, right? Let's just say. (laughs) But yet, I didn't have time to shop for myself. I mean, it's just so typical, right? Because you're getting everything ready. So I think it's just giving yourself the permission to take 15, 30 minutes and just have a discussion that could help you really change the way you feel in swim. Yeah. I think that that's when you really understand your body and how to dress your body and even what colors you really thrive and feel joyful in that it makes shopping more enjoyable Mm -hmm. and to have somebody, you know, and even we, sometimes we think our trusted girlfriends are like, yeah, they're never going to tell me I don't look good in something, but to have somebody that's really knows their brand and knows their mm-hmm. product to help you figure out what works for you and be honest with you um, is super helpful. And I think too, the other thing missing, and I'd love to hear your opinion on it is that customer service, but the idea that the, you know, I've talked to brands and they, they say, well, we want the lifetime of a customer. So we want to get them when they're 20 and mm-hmm. keep them till they're 60 or 70. We don't want the 50 or older because their lifetime is not as long. And I, I will argue that wow. you know, they are a dedicated customer. If you provide them with authentic product that you're really listening to them and that you provide customer service where that millennial will not be a loyal customer. They are influence driven. I mean, they're, they're following whoever the latest person is telling them to buy something. So what's your experience with that? Wow. And- that to me is Again, it just speaks to the fact that this segment is just so undervalued and underrepresented, and it's just ripe for the taking. As women in our our age, 
we're more confident, we have experiences, and why aren't people speaking to us? And so what I would say to that is, in my 40s, 50s, 60s, and plus, I also have the power to inspire confidence in the younger generation. So I think about my daughter, right? And so I try very hard not to get caught up in this, like, I wish this or that or this, because even if I'm not realizing those comments, she is hearing them. And so by speaking to this segment and showing we can be joyful and accepting of our bodies and really being present and living in the moment, we will do that for the younger generation. And so I was reading something this morning, actually, on Glossy about Chico's. You remember Chico's? Mm-hmm. The millennial audience is now drawn back to Chico's because this idea around bridging grandma to like the connection of family. And so I think there might be at some point, some turn for some of that audience that is, that is really drawing for that nostalgia and that connection. So what I, what I would actually say to that, Stephanie, is for those brands who want to ignore this segment, that's their loss because this segment is knowledgeable. They have the power to really influence other women and also the younger generations. And that's just a shame. I know. I always say they're not buying only for themselves. They're buying for their significant others, all the daughters and sons and cousins and nieces and nephews, like the spending power of her and the depth of her spending power is as you said, so undervalued and underrepresented and women are just desperate to be noticed and be included. I I agree that swim spot is setting themselves apart with their authenticity. And, um, I see a big difference being made and hopefully other brands will step up and take notice. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, the good news in being in this industry for as long as I have been, and uh, you know, it's, it's pretty incestuous or, you know, I, I, like I said, I went to the school of gap over 20 years ago, right? All of, all of the individuals I've worked with are, are either making a difference or they're out there, right? So I think the great part, and I may have mentioned this to you before, is I know the CMO of Gap now. I worked with her at Mockloth, and now you know we all kind of move on and we do different things. She was very, very inspired by the work that we're doing. And so I think there, there's an opportunity to amplify what Celebrate the Gray is doing. And what you're doing is so powerful. And I know through what you're doing, you're inspiring other women, which would then amplify you know, the more brands that understand what it is that you're doing or we're doing, then they'll start to take note. And hopefully, you know, the, the, the part that we're going to continue to focus on is this segment showing real women. And it's not just about whether someone has gray hair or black hair or this skin color or that. The ultimate thread through is empowering others in swim and this particular segment and giving her permission. But like you said, we have to constantly stay true to that. And it's not as if we want we won't show different ages or body types or things like that. But that's our purpose. This is who we're for. We've spent a lot of time this past year refining that. And we have to continue to focus on that. And brands brands sometimes lose their focus because they're just like, oh, shiny, you know, uh, the shiny the next best thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just happy that all of us uh, really understand our mission because that's, I think, where brands fail. Like I look at the wall opposite, which you can't see, and it has our brand mission on there. So anyone who walks through the building understands who and why. Well, I think that, I don't know if you heard the statistic of the 50 plus woman entrepreneur, that it's one of the biggest and largest growing segment 
And so, mm-hmm. you know, it takes this village of people to make change. And mm-hmm. these women are bringing new brands, new companies, and they are going to be inclusive because they've started them out of a passion of, I'm not included. I can't find this for myself. So that change will come small as most mm-hmm. changes do through small independent brands that eventually the bigger box brands hopefully will take note, but you guys will be on the forefront of <laughs> doing that. So yeah. what's what's next for you? And what's, um, you know, talking about being, you're in your forties and a woman in the retail business. And, you know, there's a lot of women that came from the retail business and maybe they're in their fifties or sixties, seventies, even now. And I'd love to hear what your kind of feedback or advice would be to them as far as you know, a lot of people say, well, I've done that. I've done the big job. There's nothing left for me. Well, see, I, I look at that as because, you know, and I, I've had, I know I'm, I'm in my mid forties, but I've, I've had a lot of different uh, jobs in my life. Um, I think really as a next step, I would really love to be my own, my own boss and taking the collective experiences I've had working for others, both positive and negative and doing something really on my own. And I think the reason why you're finding more women in their 50s doing these types of things is because they're established. They've learned, they've been through it and they know what it is that they wanna do. So for me, it's about when do I take that next step and that leap and jump off into my own my own brand. And a lot of the things that we're working on through SwimSpot, because it has quote been my baby this last year, is how do we go above and beyond that, beyond just swim to a whole lifestyle element? There's a, a, an idea I've been incubating around a box and a box concept, not subscription, but you know, really taking the, what I'm learning to propel it forward. But what I would say, and, and I would say this to anyone, is to really think of what you're passionate about because we spend so much time working but if you don't love what you do, then you don't want to look back in your life and say, gosh, what did I, what did I waste or what, what did I do? Yeah. Um, so I, I do spend a lot of time setting goals and like, what do I want to do in the next year, five years? And um, I hear my mom in my head because she was always <laughs> like, write it down. What are your goals? Because it's easy to get distracted ultimately from your end goal. And so I see this evolving further than what it is just today. And hopefully the women I've engaged with and met like yourself, there's opportunity for us as a collective to continue to move this forward. From a personal perspective, our our kids are getting older, they're going to college. And so in our own, my own home, the paradigm has shifted a bit. And in terms of the dynamic, my husband has taken on a pretty big role. So I've always been with the bigger jobs. And so it's a kind of an interesting dynamic now where he's saying, okay, you actually could have the creative freedom to start to do some of the things that you've been ideating over the last couple of years, which would include helping others and helping other women if they have questions or connections or, I mean, that's one thing we all need to continue to do is really helping others. Uh, Yeah. And I think you've been fantastic on on that. And that's something I've learned. Patience. One of the biggest things I've learned is patience in the process of, you know, not getting caught up that I'm not at where my end point was, but I mean, all the things that I've done over the past six years now have really given me the confidence to be where I'm at now. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we lose sight of that because we see the 
end of somebody's journey and we don't realize what she did to get there. Um, how yeah. many ups and downs and how many stops and starts and you've said it yourself. We sometimes limit ourselves by the voices in our head. So what do we have to lose? If we're already saying in our head, it's not going to work. We have nothing to lose. So try. And I, I think it's, it's trying. And, you know, if you don't succeed, you also grow. So this idea around, I can't, or I, you know, my, my father always used to say, you think you can, you think you can't, you're right. So why not think you can and, and just try it. And if it doesn't work, then you learn. So that, that to me is, I, I've always looked at life that way is, yeah, I've made some big mistakes, but I won't ever make them again. Right. <laughs> so you know what I mean? And yeah. I could also help other women realize that through the paths that we forged, right? Um, what to do or not to do. Right. So. Well, I think too, that the older experienced woman is much more collaborative than competitive. Yeah. And it's not just your brand doing it. It's going to take a lot of brands to change age inclusion and to incorporate and promote age inclusion. And, and I don't think we're caught up in, well, she's doing it already. So I can't do that. Like I keep waiting for another gray haired modeling agency to pop up and I'm going to be like, go yay. Fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't satisfy everything and I don't want to be this high powered kind of agency. I want to be very inclusive and storytelling so that I, I think women get caught up in, well, someone's already doing that. The more, the merrier really. Mm -hmm. And I always love that aspect of you talking about swim, that there's a lot of swim out there, you know, and it's, it's, we're not the only game in town, but you can be very authentic in how you embrace the 40 plus woman, Mm -hmm. which I don't think brands are really doing right now. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, I have had multiple conversations with other big brands about the fact that they're missing the segment and more specifically about what you're doing. And so again, all boats rise Right. as we're speaking to her. I laugh sometimes because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, we're talking about Lycra. But at the end of the day, it's so much more than that. So I would agree with you. We are very collaborative because we've been through that kind of cutthroat the way that it was earlier on. And that's just not, that's just not fun. So it's better to be inclusive than exclusive. So, so just briefly talk about celebrate you, the campaign and what the goal is about the campaign and and how it's going to play out through the summer. So celebrate you is ultimately, uh, you know, a combination of celebrate the gray and swim spot. And it is really about embracing and celebrating you, your authentic self, your curves, your activities, things that maybe you haven't celebrated in swim because you thought, "Mm, I'm too old or my body has changed or, hey, I can't do that. I used to do that. That's for younger people. Now, this is about embracing, reestablishing, taking it back. So it is really about celebrate you. And we're working with five different muses of which you were, you are one, Stephanie, and highlighting and heroing, you know, your narrative and what drives you, who you are, what you love about your body, what swim styles you love. And then we'll be heroing each uh, individual muse throughout the summer. So every two weeks, we've got a kind of new swim spot focus. We'll be doing more events throughout the summer. So we're doing one next week down in Newport. So down here in Orange County, that's where we're based, where we had one of our muses wanted to learn how to stand up paddleboard. 
And fortunately, we all had a connection to, you know, where we are in the community. So we're going to do a stand up meetup event where we'll invite members of the community to come and meet us here in Orange County. And, you know, maybe they have stand up paddleboard in the past or they haven't, but why not embrace and celebrate it? And so it's, you're going to see that arc throughout the summer and then beyond. We're going to be having discussions with our muses and other women in the community about the product we bring to life for the next season. We've already had some really great feedback from you all around what we could change, what we're missing, how we speak to her. And that will continue to arc through. And I I think the more the momentum that we're seeing and the success and really engagement from not just women in this segment, but around, I think it's, it's disruptive and it'll, it'll continue to be, be fun. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time today to chat and you haven't reinvented yourself in business quite yet, but you're reinventing the world for the 50 plus woman. And that's what I really wanted to share and highlight and your passion behind it and your authenticity behind it. And that you brought that to the swim spot brand and that the women involved in the campaign, me included has, it's been such a fun, um, experience. I mean, one of them, Kara was saying that her kids call her a swimsuit model now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the power that that gives her back in her aging, the power that she gives others in their aging by showing her very beautiful curvy body in a swimsuit and dressing it up and dressing it down. It's don't ever think you don't have power to change your own aging path. And um, I so excited that swim spots leading the way. Uh, And I hope that we get many more campaigns together and that we really make change. For sure. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure and I will see you soon with it, hopefully. Yes. And let's just tell people how they can find you. Sure. Sure. Um, We're at swimspot.com and, you know, take a look around. You can look through our fitting room actually, and you can learn more a little bit about your styles. You can schedule time with a swim specialist We're available whenever you want. Uh, You want to talk about swim or not. You want to talk about vacations, we're here, but swimspot.com. And then we're also doing Instagram lives. You're doing every Friday through the summer. Correct. Um, We're doing our our summer series at 9 a.m. on Friday mornings. So it's at swimspot at every Friday, 9 Pacific. And they've been, they've been really great. So thank you so much. And I look forward to our next conversation. And thank you for being on Brand 50 today to learn more about Nicole Hasse and SwimSpot and all the works that she's doing to be more in- age inclusive and have a great day. And thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on all of our guests, go to brand50.com, where you'll find show notes and other resources to help guide you through the next exciting phase of your life. Please consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, along with other platforms, and write us a review while you're there. You can also sign up for our email list on our site to get the latest podcast updates. We promise you won't get a constant barrage of emails from us, and you can bet we'll protect your privacy as well. You can also follow us on social media accounts listed on our site. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.